Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by you, or really our fantastic patrons over at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. You see, we want to build this thing to be as big as it can be. More episodes, merchandise, events, giveaways, collaborations, whatever, you name it. But we can't do it alone, and currently we're doing it with the help of our patrons over at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. So if you enjoy this episode or any of our episodes, we really need your help to keep this thing going. So head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Consider checking out some of the great reward tiers we've set up over there, or just making a donation of any kind because you, you're a great person. We want to keep this podcast free and available for everyone, but it's a lot of work and we really do need your help. So if you have a couple bucks to spare, anything goes a very long way and we could really use your help to make this podcast the best it can possibly be. So thank you for donating and thank you even more for listening. And by the way, you can donate at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. The link is in the description. Thanks. Bye. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And we're going to commandeer that ship. It's a nautical term. Or maybe we'll just keep this dock off limits to civilians. So drink up, me hotties. Why is the rum gone? Because today, we're bringing you... Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Curse Black Pearl. Curse of the Black Pearl. Now, before we get into the movie, I want... Ethan, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Tyler? We're back well. just together, you and I, for the second week in a row. You and I for the second week in a row. Before we get started, I want to run down some stats, and then I'm bringing a new segment a to new the show. A new segment? A new segment. You're going to love it. Oh, man. You're going to love it. I actually have two new segments this week. We're <sighs> installing them both today because I've decided I can do whatever I want, and it's my show. It's our show. It's our show. We already discussed this. Yeah, you know uh, what's I, happening. I didn't know what's happening, but I wanted to keep but, up this, the suspense, the drama for... The, the, Ten hey, seconds. Listener, there's two new segments in this show. Be sure to tweet at us at Bacon and X23 which one you like the best. We're gonna keep both of them anyway, but just let us know. <laughs> now, this movie was released June 28th, 2003, which is impossibly long ago because I just love it so much. That's 5,539 days ago on a 140 million dollar budget. It made 654.3 million dollars worldwide. Ah! It got a 79 critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and an 86 audience rating and a 63 on metacritic those are all much lower scores than i would have thought 2003 critics would have given this movie so this is the this is the best rated pirates movie on metacritic they all go down from here in order really according to metacritic yeah one is best two is second three is third fourth is four. Oh no yeah i mean i i haven't seen five but three is five has like best. a 30 percent. i believe it and you know it's the most expensive movie ever made i did know that and that's nuts so it may have been topped by infinity war but i don't think so it costs more to make the fifth pirates movie than pirates two and three which were filmed back to back combined that's crazy yeah anyway I mean, that is crazy do you have a, a negative review for this oh, movie. we're doing the reviews. Okay. We're yeah, we're going to do the reviews, and okay. then we're going to do binary, and then we're going to do new segment number one. Gotcha. Which is not okay. what it's called. It's got so a name. I have a review from Cole Smithy at colesmithy.com, and when you search colesmithy.com, it says... Sweet Life of Zack and Cody guy? No, that's Cole Sprouse. <laughs> <laughs> when you search Cole Smithy and colesmithy.com on Google, it says, Cole Smithy, the world's smartest film critic. So we'll see what he has to say about this. He said... Ebert's dead. <laughs> I thought Roper was dead. Ebert's dead. I don't know if Roper's dead or not. Oh, whatever. Anyway, Cole Smithy at ColeSmithy.com said, Were it not for Johnny Depp's crassly reassured character creation of scoundrel pirate Captain Jack Sparrow, there would be nothing to relish in this uh -oh. overlong and witless waste of a celluloid based on a Disney ride. You know, I can see... Whew, there it is. There's your voice crack for the day. There it is. You know, I can, I can see... see what he's talking about. 
I can see in 2003 why you may be a little hesitant about this film, even as good as it is, if you know it's based on a Disney ride. It is a weird source material for a movie. It is, and I can see you being like, I mean, it only sort of is. There's like a bunch of books that also influence the ride that then influence the movie. Um, But I can see your hesitation. That dude's mean, though. It's not my hesitation. really mean. No, but I can In 2003, see, like, yeah. I was really jazzed about this movie. <laughs> Although, June, I do not I remember 10. it coming out in June, at the end of June 2003. I have a very specific memory of my mom getting me out of school early to go see the premiere of this movie. Mm, perhaps not the premiere. <laughs> you know what blows my mind about this movie, just like Jaws, is that it's rated PG. Is it really? It is. Because I remember looking it up, and then in 2003, we were in fifth grade. So then in 2004... We needed a movie to watch in sixth grade, and I suggested Pirates of the Caribbean because it was one of my favorite movies, and I loved it. And the teacher was like, it's not rated PG. And I was like, actually, Miss Mahalo, it It is. is. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah, it's like full of skulls and death and blood. And again, no like explicit sexual content, but there is like, we're going to rape and pillage and I'm really beginning to think that that's all that matters to these critics, (laughs) to these, uh, these, the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America. I'm beginning to think that's all that matters is explicit sexual conduct or a lot of the word. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that's interesting. I'm going to read you my positive review. Go for it. This comes from Stefan Berger Stefansson of sbs.is, which I think is his website. Uh, I got this off Rotten Tomatoes. This is just a tweet review from April 9th, 2008. He says, it's one of the... it's, blah, blah, blah. He says it's one of the all-time greatest adventure flicks. Original score, five out of five. Okay, that's it. That's the fair whole enough. Thing. <laughs> and you it's know, like my review is, of Jaws. <laughs> the thing is, is I think he's. I mean, there's a lot to say about this movie, but I honestly think, and this might be something you and I have to bring to the forefront, is this is a franchise and a film that I think gets cast to the wayside among major franchise fandoms and like. Well. And there's a very good reason for that. Because this is the only good one. Uh, I like three a lot. But yeah, a lot of people will tell you this is the only good one. Right. But I think I think you and I could dive into the five of these movies and write engaging and interesting fan theories about these movies and about this story. Oh, absolutely. And, and this is a movie that is kind of less theorized on or this is a movie series kind of less theorized on like the tumblr sphere stuff like that but everything i have seen about it, everything that has come out is super interesting and well thought out and these are very dynamic characters that have a lot of story to tell yeah i agree and i think uh one of the the big complaints with it is there's a very frustrating plot hole that anytime i've tried to delve deeper into it i feel like i run into and it's it's right at the end it's that jack shoots and then will cuts his hand and barbosa still dies do you know what i'm talking about yeah i'm don't see why that's a problem. Well, I don't see why it is either, but it, it implies that any injuries that occurred before they were cured should be affecting them as soon as they're cured. But I think it just happened recent enough that there was still yeah, literally like, a bullet in him. Yeah, like it was still in, it was just a, a hole that was freshly made. Right. And then he turned back to flesh. 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 Do you fear flesh, Jack Sparrow? <laughs> okay, anyway, so I'm, I'm going to give this, I'm going to go on a limb here for my binary. I'm going to go out a limb. I'm going to say this is a one. Yeah, I would 100% agree. This is a one. Cool. Every day of the week. Yeah, awesome. There's no no question about that. Like, our friends over at Fantastic Geeks were talking about their five most influential films from any genre, any anything, which I think they made that distinction because they're so Harry Potter-centric that they needed to, like, be clear that, like, 
they are there are movies outside of harry potter <laughs> right believe it or not stories outside of it and i think that they uh i didn't listen to it but i think that they they nixed all of them but um this would make it into my top five most influential films i mean a couple episodes back i listed this as my most quotable movie of all time i would i would say that if it didn't make my list, which I can't remember, um, it definitely should. It was it was on there. It was just criminally low. Criminally low. Yeah. This is this movie is is like so many movies that I think are so great in that the the dialogue is just incredible. Yeah, just the back and forth between every character's got something interesting to say. Anyway, you have a segment to introduce. I do. So before we get too far into this, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be blunt, Ethan. I stole the format from this segment straight from Dear Hank and John. Turns out they don't listen to our podcast. They also They're stopped doing it. Know. They also stopped doing it. So that means it's up for grabs. And it's also not the same segment. So we used to do a segment on the show called Injustice in America, but that wasn't very on brand. And we we complained about things that I wouldn't necessarily say were injustice. Like, proper injustice. It was just kind of us having first world problems right so i want to i've got a new name for it i need to know your thoughts on the new name okay we're gonna call it we're gonna call it toothpaste and orange juice oh i love it well i mean i hate i hate that and that's why i love it right so it's like it's like a mild inconvenience that can only occur in a world where you can have orange juice and toothpaste i know what we're gonna do although i know it's less on brand um but i do want to bring up that there's only one thing in the world worse than toothpaste and orange juice and that is toothpaste and gatorade i feel like yeah there's a lot of citrus in, in gatorade it's just like toothpaste makes everything taste weird it makes gatorade taste like poison does what does it do to rodney strong chardonnay uh i have no idea (laughs) the real question is what does it do to peanut butter find out on bacon and eggs video (laughs) (laughs) anyway toothpaste and orange juice i love it i love it so that's our new segment so we're gonna work it the same way as as they did the elephant in the room thing right where we're gonna count down and we both say our thing yeah now i i'm gonna tell you that my thing hasn't changed since i pitched this idea to you so if you were thinking of stealing my thing i couldn't i don't even remember what your thing was okay i, mean, I, I may have been could. intoxicated <laughs> okay so i'm gonna count down and you're just gonna tell me what what orange juice and toothpaste has been in your life okay and then i'll tell you mine and then we'll we'll complain loudly about them okay sounds good all right i'm gonna say three two one and then and then when you would say go is when we're gonna say the thing so wait we go on three so no so i say three two one and then normally you'd say go is it one go or do we go on one (laughs) i think you're messing with me you know what i'm referring to here it's uh ocean's 11 no the scene no lethal weapon lethal weapon oh i wouldn't have got oh you haven't seen those movies i forget that yeah but i'm thinking in uh ocean's 11 when he's like go you're like a little girl no no, i'm gonna get out of the car i'm gonna drop you like third period there's a scene in one of the lethal weapon movies where uh where Danny Glover is stuck. There's a bomb on his toilet. Wow. And they've like, they've, they've frozen the bomb. So it's not, it's going to give it a couple seconds before it goes off. And he and Mel Gibson doing their buddy cop thing are arguing about like, is it three, then go, or do we go on three? Gotcha. That's funny. And it's, yeah, it's like anyway. a five minute thing in the movie. Anyway. Okay. So, so three, you two, get one. The idea of the yes, game? Three, two, one, then say the thing. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Three, two, one. Ghost Taylor cars. Swift's newest album. What? I said ghost cars. What are ghost cars? You ever been driving down the interstate, middle of the night, right? Or maybe not even the middle of the night, maybe the middle of the day. And you you look to your left in your left mirror and you're good to merge. You look to your right, there's nobody over there. You looked behind you, there's nobody behind you. All directions, you're completely clear. Blind spot, good. You turned around, did everything you needed to do. All of a sudden you merge, honk, there's a car there. <laughs> I think those are called blind spots. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, I, I ran into a couple situations this weekend. My, my, I just got back from a run with my band, and I was driving a couple times where I just kept getting over, and cars would appear out of the depths of 
the great beyond. Just absolutely, there was no way that car was there before then, and then they suddenly disappear. Because <laughs> that's something that happens to me too, is like, there will be a car behind me, and then I look back up, and all of a sudden it's not behind me anymore, and there was nowhere for it to have gone. I remember that happening, do you remember in, in uh, high school, Jamie Van Kirkhove would talk about Ghost Car? Yeah. How she would see it when she was driving home, that there was this car that would like, follow her really closely, and then just disappear. Yeah. And she lived, she lived like out in the country. Yeah, out in the boonies. And then I remember one time, you and I were on, I think you and I, perhaps not you but i was on the parkway driving and i saw a ghost car i remember this yeah yeah and like there was headlights and they were coming at us there was no exits no parking lots it was literally just road and woods there was headlights coming at us in the opposite lane and then like we went down a hill and over the hill and it was it was gone yeah, completely, completely gone. gone. I remember this. Haunts me to this day. Yeah, I see stuff like this all the time. I swear to God, I'm being haunted by Ghost Car. By like a Ford Pinto? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the one I remember from the... There were several, like three or four occasions within a 24 hours time span where this happened to me. The one I remember was like a like a later model Dodge Magnum, which if there's any car that I'm going to be haunted by, why would it not be a Dodge Magnum? I don't know. Uh, you're being hunted by a Dodge Magnum? I, I'm being hunted by a Dodge Magnum. That's all I can be led to believe is that somewhere out there, there's a phantom Dodge Magnum driver who would like me to be dead. I know if I drove a Dodge Magnum, I'd want to kill you. That's what I'm saying. Who else? Who else could possibly do it? But the owner <laughs> of a possibly like 2010 Dodge Magnum. Disclaimer, I don't know when they stopped making the Dodge Magnum. They looked exactly the same from the day they started making them to the day they stopped and Dodges still look like that. So, Man, I love the Magnum. We need more wagons in our world. <laughs> Uh, so, t- so tell me about Taylor Swift's new album that came out months and months and months ago. I was in the car, driving up to D.C. this weekend. My wife was sick, so I had a driver. She wanted to listen to the new Taylor Swift album. I've listened to it plenty of times. People who know me know that I'm a big Swifty. Um, and I'm so mad about this album. I'm still mad about it. Every time I revisit it, I think, you know what? I was just upset that it wasn't like the old stuff. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to like it and I'm just going to, I'm going to be a part of it and I'm going to be able to be a fan again and not be like kind of the pretentious guy who's like, no, this sucks. Do you know what I'm talking about? I absolutely know what you're talking about. And every time I listen to it, it sucks. Yeah, it's it just is, bad. It's, I, I'm so mad about it. See, I'm, I feel I'm betrayed. Team, yeah, I'm team 1989 was absolutely Taylor Swift's best album. Like, I, I mean, blows anything else she did before that out of the water. Uh, I'm not crazy about most of her early country stuff. I know a lot of people are. And when she came out with the pop stuff, people were like, it's not the old Taylor anymore. And I, you know, I think that's kind of what happened with this album. And yeah, as soon as she released that, uh, look what you made me do song. I was like, wow, this is just bad. Like, this is just, this is a bad song. This is just, you're not even trying anymore. Exactly. The chorus is one line over and over again. I know. But like, and there's plenty of great examples of songs where that's the situation. Uh, there was a, an Adele song a few years back. I'm not a huge Adele fan, but she wrote a great track. Uh, oh, I can't tell you what it is now. Mm, this is embarrassing. She just said the same thing over and over again. Not sure what you're referring to. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up now. Yeah, it's just like it's... It, and that was the, the lead single off the song, and it just felt super lazy. It did feel lazy. That was the whole thing for me, was that it seemed extremely lazy. Yeah, it was just... Look what you... Rumor has do. it, by the way. Rumor has it was the track. Oh, um, I don't necessarily know if you'd call that a chorus. Well, I mean, she said the same thing over and over. Right, she did, but it works a lot better in that song, I, and, and there's a lot more to say in that song. Right. That's her sixth most popular song. Fun fact. But yeah, I was just like, the, the album has come out. I've listened to the whole thing, not like, and I keep being like, well, I don't like most of the album, but that one song is okay. The, not one of the songs yeah. is good. I mean, all the of her albums have had at least a couple garbage. bops. Yeah, no, I mean, she's an, an amazing, or was an amazing songwriter. And like, my wife went to the show, so obviously she's jazzed up because she went to the show, which I'm sure is amazing because it's like a gazillion dollar show that she puts on and there's 
see, giant animatronic snakes. I've, I've heard completely the opposite out of pretty much everybody I'd known that went to see Taylor Swift, at least until this most recent tour, is just a lot of people have been like, wow, yeah, I went to see Taylor Swift, and it was like, man, she just got up there and sang Taylor Swift songs and just stood there. Yeah, I don't think this show is like that. Yeah, well, clearly, because she abandoned the whole music part. Right. So you just got to be doing something interesting. Right. It's she does sing older songs. Like, I've seen videos from it. And I think, I'm sure you can find the set list anywhere. Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, artists like her put out a new album to maybe get three songs out of it. Right. And it's the same with every huge artist like that. Right. It's just so bad. I'm so mad about it. It's like, I just saw country sensation Jason Aldean uh, a couple weeks ago, and he played two songs off his new album. Did he sing Hicktown and Amarillo Sky? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 and this is actually one where James and I left before it ended, just because there was that, he did that thing that's becoming popular now these days, where it's like, oh, man, we're not gonna be like the rest of these people who go off stage and wait till you collab a lot and do a do an encore we're just gonna we're just gonna come back and we're not gonna go anywhere we're just gonna play a bunch more songs and so james and i were kind of like well um i'm parked about a mile and a half away because there's so many people here so we're just gonna leave <laughs> and so if he's not closing with hicktown i don't know what the heck songs he's playing at the end of the show i mean that's his, i'm looking at these songs of his that is his Oh, I mean, dude, dude's got some songs. Like, I, and it's one of those situations where I was like, yeah, Jason Aldean, I know three, four songs by him. And then he just kept playing songs that I was like, I've known this song for 13 years now. Right. I know every song this guy's ever written. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, there was a couple where I was like, who, what is this? And the Man, rest of them, I was like, ugly dude. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. He's also very sweaty. I bet. Yeah. It was, like, it was very hot that night though. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was, that was. So that's 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 our orange juice in in Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> no, I messed that orange one up. Toothpaste, toothpaste and, orange, and juice. orange juice with bacon and eggs. See, I keep trying to say because uh, the name of Wiz Khalifa's band that he tours with is Cushion uh, Orange Juice, and that's all I can think of. That's all. I, that's all I'm ever gonna think of. But we're not naming the segment that. <laughs> no, no, no. If we're gonna keep it breakfast theme, it would be hash browns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get the hash. God. Get the hash joke. Oh man, that was funny. That was a yeah, I know that I'm was a funny a good person. One. I'm a funny person. Funny like a don't clown. Do huh? Don't do drugs, kids. That's the best advice I can give you. All right, so let's. I don't know if that's the best. Let's advice, talk about the, that's good. Advice. Let's talk about the pirates of the Caribbean. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. This is a masterpiece. Yeah, I love this movie. I don't know how it got a 79 percent critic rating. I yeah, I don't know how people don't like this film. Like, this is. This is a rare situation where I was like almost nervous to watch it again, which is weird because I've seen it so many times and I imagine pretty recently. But I was almost nervous to watch it again because I was like, I hope it stood up. Like, I hope it doesn't yeah, suck. I haven't seen it in a while. Right. Like, especially not front to back. Right. I've seen bits and pieces and I've watched scenes. Um, there was a while where like I, it, it was on Netflix and if I was looking for something on Netflix, I would just watch the first like half hour of right. this movie. Um, but the first act is amazing. Oh, yeah. Just... just the establish, establishing for the whole... They really bring you through a whole story in this, and this is, I guess, kind of why the sequels kind of derailed a little bit, is because they needed a whole new story, because this is so neatly sewn up on both ends. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's almost like you get on the ride, you ride the whole thing, and then you get off the ride and do the rest of Disney World, you know? Right, exactly. And they couldn't just make the next <laughs> movie about Slash Mountain, so... Right. <laughs> I, think, the I think those are next to each other. If I'm remembering correctly from the last time I went to Disney World. Oh, it's in Disneyland is the, is the one. There's one in Disney World as well. Right. But I think the rides are a little different. Well, whatever. The one I have been on is in Disney World because I've never been to Disneyland because I've never been to California. Uh, and, are you going to California? And, no. And um, it is, I believe, right next to Splash Mountain, if I remember correctly. If I don't, I, if I don't remember well. correctly, I'm sorry and I'm going to die. Yeah, I mean, you probably deserve it. <laughs> 
You, how dare you not know your Disney Our fan base is going to drive to wherever I am and light me on fire. Yeah, they will. And they're going to be like, hey, did you know that sometimes there's actually four Captain Jacks in the whole thing, but sometimes you'll see five because Johnny Depp will just show what? up and do the thing. And like, let me tell you. Yeah. Hold on. You just yeah, froze every so, part of that. Oh, well, I said that's happened to you a few times, but I've just gone with it. <laughs> I think it's the um, laptop thing. I'll be back on full yeah, strength next week. That's fine. Um, Sometimes there's like four Johnny Depp little like mannequins in the ride, but occasionally you'll see five because Johnny Depp will just show up and put the costume on and, and sneak into one of the spots. Tom- and it's just like, like that little piece of Disney lore sells so many tickets. And I guarantee Johnny Depp did it once in 2004 and has not returned since. I mean, that, that would, that would be a Johnny Depp thing to do though. I think if it was Chris Pratt, you'd see, more of it why would you give disney ideas why <laughs> would you chris say pratt that to... why would you wish that into existence what for chris pratt to just show up in disney World no because they'll put him in... no because they'll put him in the next pirates movie now oh <laughs> i don't think they will i don't think so. I, he can do a the, lot of the world is clearly looking for anything else to stick chris pratt into for no reason i'll tell you what also they stick people into for no reason is is chris hemsworth and him i could see him in a pirates movie yeah he'd be good at it he'd be amazing he's so he can do things other than play andy dwyer yeah i don't think he'd make a very good end actually you think i think chris, i think chris dwyer? hemsworth had probably made a better andy dwyer than chris pratt would have i was i was watching interviews about uh parks and rec the other day we've totally derailed 25 minutes in well done we were never railed <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 started railed and then we introduced a segment and we've just been off since then well i was watching interviews about parks and rec the other day and uh i was thinking about how like chris pratt was like a supporting character on this show and now like amy poehler's a big deal and and uh what's ron swanson's name nick offerman's a big deal but, like chris pratt is like he's star lord he's he's jurassic park he's like the biggest deal yeah but he wasn't in parks and rec no, obviously not. He was just dopey Andy Dwyer. Yeah, and now he plays dopey Andy Dwyer in everything else. No, he plays like dopey Star-Lord and everything else. He's like buff Andy Dwyer. I'm I'm just over him. I'm over him. I need a break from Chris Pratt being in <laughs> sequels. <laughs> Sidebar, as long as we're talking about, about Chris's in movies, that, that Chris Hemsworth, Danny McBride... Crocodile Dundee reboot is not actually happening, correct? No, it's not. It God, that sucks. I know. If there was like a sequel that I wanted, it's that. (laughs) Danny McBride and Chris Hemsworth and Margot Robbie in Crocodile Dundee, a new one. That sounds awesome. Because that's a movie series that never took itself too seriously in the first place. Like, you can re- you can reboot that just fine. Are you telling me Jurassic Park took itself seriously? Have you seen Jurassic Park? Yeah. Have you read Jurassic Park? Yeah. Oh. That book is terrifying. Oh, yeah. That'll give you, like, Michael. proper big boy nightmares. Michael Crichton. That's the kind of thing where you're reading that too late at night and you look around and there's, like, raptors in your room. In your... Yeah, There's something like that. Rap, raptor noises for you. So you know who's not in this movie? Anybody named Chris. Zoe Saldana's in it. Yeah, turns out. I was like, what? I was Where like, did you go? I was like, wait a minute. Who is that? Oh, she's not painted a funny color. I don't recognize her. Yeah, she's not blue or green. Yeah. I had no idea she it was her. She is good. As, what, what is her name? Anna Maria? Anna Maria. Yeah. No, that one I deserved. It's so quotable. Like, the whole movie. The, the, it's just... A, the script is available online. I highly encourage folks to read it. It's one of those movies that's just a masterclass in person-to-person dialogue. You know what? I want to talk about these characters. Are you familiar with the movie? Yeah. I've seen it a couple times. Once once or twice or thrice. But let me let you me, let me me pull up the Imdaba real quick just to make sure I know what we're working with. I 
computer's so loud with this stand. <laughs> All right. What what do we what are characters are we talking about? Are we starting from the top. I mean, we can. We can start wherever you want, Brewski. I mean, you you're the one that said you want to talk about the character. I do. Yeah. I just think so. We start. Let's. I mean, I've got the script pulled up right here. We start with young Elizabeth. Yeah, he was okay. in it for like five minutes. Yeah. Singing but... singing about pirates. Cursed pirates sail these waters. You want to call them down on us? You know why I love this movie and also the third movie is because they both start with a really creepy song. Ooh, sung by a child. Yeah, sung by a child. Hoist the colors. Uh, we'll get to the score. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the score for this movie a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the characters. So young Elizabeth, she's obsessed with pirates uh, immediately. Yeah, I mean, that's she like the be, first thing you know yeah, about she think, her. She thinks it'd be fascinating to meet a pirate, and Norrington's just like, I hate pirates. Absolutely. I, d- I am yeah, no. lawful good. Yeah. <laughs> and Elizabeth's um, immediately like, I'm going to be over here in chaotic neutral. Right. You've been really studying up on your uh, your character things. No, those are just pretty obvious. Do you think those are better than uh, Hogwarts houses? No. Uh, well, Elizabeth might be like a chaotic good. Jack Sparrow is a chaotic neutral. I'll tell you one thing about Jack Davenport. Who? Jack Davenport. Oh, oh, Norrington. Plays Norrington. Norrington. I have never seen somebody more born to play James Bond than this guy. He's born to play Commodore Norrington. Like, definitely born to play Commodore! Like, he's just so snide and annoying, but in a great way, and just like, you know, consider them mocked. Yeah. He's so- He's, he's so above it. Right, he's, he's so condescending. Like yeah. He, he's Jack, but, but a cop. Yeah. <laughs> if Jack was a cop- He's a good Jack cop. Be? He comes from a family of good cops. What? The Departed, oh. 2006, I think. Oh, man. I also love Murtaugh and Mulroy. Oh, they're my favorite characters easily, <laughs> easily in the whole series. Those, those that don't know, they're the, the members of the King's Navy, the big guy and the skinny guy. And yeah. they just keep showing up as mild comic relief throughout the whole series. The whole series. They eventually become pirates. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're, they're so good. They're excellent. Excellent. They, they, they are the comic relief in a movie that didn't need comic relief because your main character is your comic relief character. Oh, yeah. Johnny Depp's amazing. Yeah, Jack Sparrow I mean, he, is such a, such a great character. He just lives the part. Oh, you want to talk about people born to play roles. I don't care what people say about Johnny Depp. He's such a dynamic actor. He was so good in so many movies. Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow. I mean, Johnny Depp is every role he plays. No. He kind of no. is. He kind of is. Have you seen When He Was Willy Wonka? Yes. That is a good role. But have you seen, like, uh, what was some of those other weird ones he did? He did, uh, oh, what is it? The Lone Ranger? Yeah, that was good. And he played he played Jack Sparrow, American Indian? Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp is and awesome. He, he is, Johnny Depp is he awesome. He does so well in every pretty much every role that he plays. I'm excited to see him play Grindelwald. People are upset. I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. He was exonerated or whatever. Yeah. Well, the people, were, so. people were not excited regardless of that. Oh, because they don't think he'll do the part well? Yeah. I mean, he's gonna be fine. Whatever. How could he mess it up? He's Jack Sparrow savvy. Jack Sparrow is a great character. He, it, I mean, what if he comes up to Dumbledore and he's like, he pulls out the Elder One and he's like, what is he, what is he, what's the name of the, uh, Gillette? What's he call him? What? When he's he's stealing the Dauntless at the beginning, commandeering the Dauntless at the beginning. Yeah. And he puts the gun in Gillette's face. What does he call him? Oh, I, I don't, I couldn't tell you. I can't remember. Ah. You had to ask. I know. The Vox, that's a miracle she missed them. There's, I picked, I, because I read the script this time, there's so many names I never knew that I picked up on. I had no idea what the, like, the Navy guys were. Gillette. I thought yeah. Gillette was like a, like a term, like a military term. I think I did too when I was a kid, and then I just realized eventually that it's his name. Yeah, I thought he was talking to, like, the small battalion, and that was what a Gillette he's, was. He's also born to play that role. Damien O'Hare. <laughs> that guy that just keeps 
catching L's at every turn. Yeah. And, and oh man. So Jack Sparrow's introduction in this movie is so perfect because we've got the setup for the story. We've got Elizabeth and Will. They're super awkward. He's the blacksmith. She's the you know the star-crossed lovers thing. Right. And, it, I, and you're, it's and you're, clear that she loves him immediately. Yeah, absolutely. She's she's crazy about him. He's crazy about her. But they can never be together because he's the blacksmith and she's the the debutant. Right. And she's she crossed from London all on her own. Right. Exactly. And she, she's the governor's daughter. She's important. You know, you're the governor's daughter. Yeah. Her father's never gonna let her do any of that stuff with the blacksmith. She she can't cavort with the blacksmith. And you immediately think it's just gonna be this whole thing. And then no, we got Jack Sparrow. Yeah. It's, it's about not Jack. Romeo and Juliet. You know what gets me about this movie? They show it a bunch of times in the movie. I have a hard time picturing Middle American and South American films actually taking place in those places. I have no idea why. I know that this movie's literally called Pirates of the Caribbean, but when I was younger, I always pictured it in the Mediterranean. Interesting. I have no idea why. Same with uh emperor's new groove i didn't picture it as like an aztec story until probably eighth grade when we watched the movie as part of aztec history or freshman year isn't it isn't it incan whatever i didn't know it was south america i didn't know it was american i thought like i would have said that that story took place in like egypt even though it's about a peasant and llamas yeah it's definitely incan whatever that's not whatever though that's a huge difference it's a mesoamerican creation right but one of them is like mexico one of them is peru it's peru i know it's peru it's got the huge, like, crazy sloping hills. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is, like, I couldn't... I was on the wrong hemisphere. I guess if I was in Mexico or Peru, those are the wrong hemispheres also. But I was on the wrong side of the planet. Yeah, you were thinking European somehow, still. Or African right. or Asian. Afro-European. Yeah. I have no idea why. I think it's the accents that throw me off. But, uh, yeah, like, I didn't picture this. And then there's so many situations where they get in the water. And if they were in the Mediterranean, that would have been, like, frigid. Now, the Mediterranean's warm. I mean, not, like, walk on the bottom of the water warm. I mean, yeah, that's true. Not... It's not the Gulf. It's not Port Royal. Right. Port Royal is in Barbados. Underwater. It's underwater, right? Yeah, it's, it's underwater. I can't remember where it's at, though. Jamaica. Man. Jamaica. Man. Yes. It was one of those things where he opened the window, and I remember as a kid being like, oh, that looks so real. And then when I watched it this time, I was like, that is a screen of green. That yep. is a green screen. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, they did a very good job with the landscapes to make it look, you know, lush and beautiful and royal, but also you know, Caribbean. It looks like it was it was the result of the British coming over and building castles in the in the middle of Caribbean islands. Right. So they, they got that down. I think what I'm gonna do from now on, we're gonna start a new game, Ethan. Okay. We're not gonna tell any of our friends about it, but we're gonna play it. Is anytime somebody says, What is that? and it kinda questions like something they hear, we're just gonna scream it's cannon fire and tackle them to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> cannon fire Return fire <laughs> <laughs> and Jack immediately perks up at the jail cell and goes, I know those guns. That's crazy. What do you mean you know those guns? Well, he was the captain Did of the know- ship. I never noticed this until I watched it this time. Did you notice that a fog follows the Black Pearl? Yeah. Am I just missing obvious details? Yeah, it's the unnatural fog they were mired in at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's because the Black Pearl. Literally, the first line that, that uh, <laughs> Joshimi Gibbs delivers, one of my other favorite characters. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about people born to play roles. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, she was singing about pirates. Bad luck to be singing about pirates with us mired in this unnatural fog. That's what he's talking about, is the fog that follows the Black Pearl around. They mentioned it several times, and, and especially when, right before the cannon fire, when Norrington and the governor are talking about the weather. Yeah, it's foggy. And, he, and Norrington just jumps on him. And yeah, so it's foggy. But yeah, Jack Sparrow's entrance in this movie, I think, just, just sets his character up perfectly. He doesn't say anything. He's just this clearly swashbuckling Errol Flynn, like, you know, this guy's a pirate. His yeah. ship's sinking. Yeah, but you don't see that at first. Yeah. He's just, he's on the crow's nest, looking out over the harbor, 
and then looks down, jumps off, and you see that it's just a tiny little boat full of water, yeah. and he just rides it in as it sinks, lands on the bottom of the of the harbor, and the guy's just like, it's a shilling to tie your boat up here. <laughs> what do you say? Three shillings. And we forget the name. Forget the name. Welcome to Port Royal, Mr. Smith. Ah. Oh. So good. And it's it, there's that the comedic timing with it where he's just like, it's a shilling to tie up, and it, you just look at the, the crow's nest of the boat right. barely sticking out over the water. <laughs> it's like, the boat's not really there. <laughs> yeah. You could park another boat pretty much on top of it. But, uh, yeah, so that, that's your Jack Sparrow intro. It's, that's the first line he says is the, I think, is the, the what you say, the three shillings, we forget the name. Yeah, and then he goes and steals, like, a bag of shillings. Yeah, he just takes the whole coin purse. Yeah. Because that's what he does. He's going to rape, pillage, plunder, and otherwise... Rape, pillage, and otherwise plunder his weaselly black guts out. I said no lies. I think he was telling the truth. If he was telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. So at the end, Jack says he's dishonest. But I think that's the only time Jack lies, isn't it? What do you mean? No, he lies a bunch of times. Yeah, that's when he's not lying, is at the beginning. That's his intention, is to commandeer a ship. Right, no, I know that. But he, he says at the end, when he's talking to Barbosa, Barbosa's like, well, Jack, I, blah, 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 blah. I guess I can find the exact part of the script. And then Jack's like, it, I'm dishonest. And you can always trust a dishonest man to be dishonest. And then he, he you know, harkens back to earlier parts of the script where he's like, you never know when he's going to do something incredibly stupid. With the opportune moment. So he's not really, not really dishonest. He, he's dishonest, is but he, he doesn't lie. Is he selfish? He tells part of the truth. Yeah. He sets every, he's not, yeah, he is selfish. He sets everything up so that he's going to come out on top no matter what. Whatever happens, right. come hell or high water, he's going to come out all right. Because it's, it's to him, it's his ship. Barbosa's a mutineer, a criminal, even among pirates. They're really more guideless. I mean, you want to talk about somebody else born to play a role. Jeffrey Rush? Yeah. He's like a real actor. He is a real actor, but he's also very good at playing Hector Barbosa. Oh, yeah. But he's really good in everything. He was good in Finding Nemo. Who was he in Finding Nemo? He's, uh, he's, uh, the Pelican. Nigel? Yeah, pretty sure. Man. He's somebody. I'm pretty sure he's the Pelican. Finding Nemo, he's Nigel. Yeah. That was 2003 as well. Same year. Big year for old Jeff. Looks like every year's a big year for this guy. He stays busy. Finding Nemo was 2003? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 5,000 some days ago. Man, I was a child when I saw Finding Nemo, and I was much less of a child when I saw Pirates. <laughs> I mean, you were 10 for both. It's crazy. 10 years old. What are you looking for? I was just looking at Jeffrey Rush's life. Like, you're just kind of quiet. Oh, I'm not trying to be quiet. I'm just learning so many things. Right, well, say them out loud. Sorry. I was saying... I... That's the, it's the Prince of Egypt. The Prince of Egypt. I think it was earlier in 2004, but uh, that is a movie. It is not Disney. No, it's like... Uh, what's the other similar time period to uh, David Spade and Emperor's New Groove? It's 1998. El Dorado. The Val Kilmer and Voldemort. Or an El Dorado? Batman, Batman and Voldemort. No. It's in the Prince of Egypt. Oh, the Prince of Egypt. El Dorado okay. was uh, Kevin Klein and... Um, Kevin Klein and... Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. I would have gotten it eventually. What? Yeah, Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh. Oh my god, I never would have known that those are who voiced these guys. I don't really know who Ke Kevin Klein is. I'm sure I do. As soon as I, I look at this guy. He was in Wild Wild West. Yeah, he's the, the white guy in Wild Wild West. The, the partner. Man. So I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, I like really obscure movies that other people hate. I liked Wild Wild West. And I was like, that's a cult classic. You don't like obscure movies. I don't know. People kind of hate that movie. What? Yeah. That movie's no, been kind of Nick Caged over the air great. over the days. The movie's a classic. I mean, I love that movie. I remember going to Burger King and getting sunglasses as a toy from Wild Wild nice. West. Will sunglasses? Yeah. When was... Here's what I want to know. This is really what matters, as long as we're completely derailed here. When was Fresh Prince on TV? I, I never watched Fresh Prince. That was not Fresh like that Prince. wasn't like a part of my childhood at all. 
Fresh Prince was on TV from 1990 to 1996. Right, so nobody our age has any business being as obsessed with it as they are and acting oh, like it was this Fresh huge Prince. part of their childhood. Oh, it wasn't. No, it was on it was on Nick at Night. That's why people watched it. Whatever. I never did. And it was it's good. I mean, I've seen it. Are you familiar with it? I'm familiar with it, but I just don't I don't think it's the second coming of Christ. It's not the coming of Christ. They're making a Deadshot or a Suicide Squad 2? I guess so. So let's talk about Pirates Johnson. of the Caribbean. Yes. What would you like to know about Pirates of the Caribbean, Ethan? We were trying to talk about characters, and you keep changing the topic. I know. I do that a lot. I'm a big fan of doing that. Right. What do you think of Will? Here's the thing about Will Turner. I have no idea why. I don't think I particularly relate to the character very much, but Will Turner has been, like, my favorite movie character my whole life. He's actually probably, like, my least favorite part of this movie. Really? Yeah. If there's any if there's any part of the movie where I'm like, yeah, you could have really just kind of, like, done that a little bit better, it's Will. I love Will. I mean, he has some great moments, but, I don't know, his whole... He, he, he felt like just, a like, a plot device. I don't know. I felt like his selflessness against Jack's selfishness. I think Jack kept trying to work that to his favor and Will's just so unwavering on his support for Elizabeth. Yeah. And it just keeps biting Jack in the ass. I guess what it is is like Will is there to kind of bail Elizabeth out of it, but it's and Elizabeth isn't really super duper necessary. Yeah, like she was just caught because she was caught. But I like her so much better. She's She's a pretty interesting character. And I, I think uh, Kira Knightley was like my first celebrity crush. Oh, same. Easily. It's her and Natalie Portman, who are the same person. Yeah, who played the same person in the same movie. But yeah, it was between the two of them from Star Wars and this. Yeah. Um, but I, I love, I, I like Will. It's just, if there's a kind of a kind of character that I thought could have possibly been done a little bit better, because every every character in this movie is so good. It's so, they're so they're, well written. The interactions they all have are perfect. Even the the... the the pirates are, are great. Like, cause the, the, we have the, the, um, what are the, what are the pirates? The, the, the fat one and the skinny one. Of the pirates? Of the pirates. Oh, the what parallel. Are, what are the, the parallel to the soldiers. Yeah. What are they? Skitty and Big Bones? I feel like they no, have the, names. those yeah. are, uh, sorry. The, those are the guys that are on the boat and they're saying, what would you like to eat first? Right at the end when they drop Jack the monkey. Oh, gotcha. Um, I'm seeing if I can find their names in the script. Is it Pintel? Yeah. Pintel and, um. Pintel and Rigetti. Rigetti. Yep. Rigetti would be a word that I also thought referred to like a small group of soldiers. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think they're ever like properly named in the movie. No, I don't, as I don't as are Murtog and Mulroy. Yeah, no, I had to like look that up. Yeah, which it brings it up an interesting thing about this movie and this film series in particular is like. And I guess maybe there is source material, but it doesn't seem like there's source material. But people seem to know a lot about the backstory of these characters that don't have source material. Yeah, I think that, like, Barbosa's based off of a real person, right? I don't think so. Or... As the series goes on, there's, like, widely accepted characters that are sort of part of pirate mythology, like Davy Jones. Right. You know, like, and they just kind of brought their own interpretation of that. Which is weird. You don't see people getting all up in arms about the canon of Davy Jones. People get up in arms about everything, Ethan. Yes, That's they what do. they do. They get mad at me for saying things. And then they drop in sentence starters like, well, I mean, or actually, or what other, what other things do people say? TBH, TBQH. Are you kidding me right now? No, I'm not. What are you finding out right now? Ethan? I'm seeing what Pirates of the Caribbean characters are were actual people. Or are based on, on real characters, at least. What do you mean by real character? They're all real characters now. Right, 15 but that are, years. <laughs> right, but like Davy Jones isn't, I don't think he's like a real, was like a real person. No. But he's an he established, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, it's like unicorns. Anybody can write about unicorns. And if I wrote a book today and was like, and then he found a unicorn, and we all know that unicorns are lizards about the size of a newt. 
but a little bit larger. People would be like, nope, that's not what a unicorn is. But like unicorns already ex- don't exist. Yeah. But anyway, people see, people know a lot about like, and it, it, it comes into play in the third movie when there's that deleted scene about uh, Jack saying that people ain't cargo, Mike. And uh, there's a, a Tumblr thing that floats around about this whole long story of Jack Sparrow and the relationship he has with Cutler Beckett and the, the ship he captained before the Black Pearl. I'm like, how do you know this stuff? Like, where does this come from? I don't know that it was always Jack Sparrow. Because there's not, like a, Sparrow, there's not but like a book. The second, one of them is based on like Treasure Island, isn't it? I'm not sure. I don't know. Because there's like, I know that there are large parallels, but I don't think that there is like a specific canon or like book that it's all based on. And what I think when people have these histories, they're full of smoke. Right. That's what I'm saying is like, they seem to, they seem to know a lot to, to air quote, know a lot about this backstory. Um, and that's why I was, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, I don't, I'm just wondering where this stuff comes from. Right. And maybe it is just made up and I have no idea, but like they seem to, they seem to be really pressing right. it. I've, I've started doing this thing where I used to like, if I tweeted something, I would say like, like something that was a theory or something like that. I would just start it out with like theory and then I would say whatever it was. And now I just assert that it's absolute fact and see what happens. I mean, yeah, same. Like the part where we said the Star Wars was the absolute truth. Star Wars is the absolute truth. It did happen. Um, Emily is rewatching Gilmore Girls right now, which is news to me. I had no idea. I have no idea where she is in the series because I've never watched it. Oh, fair enough. But I just want to say, if this gets included in the podcast, that Gilmore Girls is the show where the dialogue never ends. Never stops at any point. It never it's stops. It's very, like, it is a very exceptionally well-written show, though. Is it? Yes. It's just like... It, doesn't stop all the characters are very exaggerated archetypal human beings but like they're all hysterical to their own degree i mean the show had like a long run and then came back people obviously liked it's, it it's a very good show and and this is for me who doesn't normally like shows like that and that is definitely like a chick show you would dare say that, that i show absolutely would. To women. but anyway so this this is what i'm talking about i finally found that i was looking for the little little trivia tidbit that I've seen floating all over the internet. I'm wondering where people got any of this information about Jack Sparrow. And it says, and I quote, Jack was employed in the service for the East India Trading Company and was given command of the Wicked Wench. However, after he set free a cargo of slaves, his employer, Cutler Beckett, had Jack branded as a pirate and the wench set aflame and sunk. After failing to rescue the wench, Sparrow struck a bargain with the ghostly captain of the Flying Dutchman, Davy Jones, to resurrect his beloved vessel. Jones returned the ship to Jack in near-perfect condition except for the permanently charred hull. This prompted Jack to rename her the Black Pearl. Where the f*** did you find that? Where? What is that info because from? Because Cutler Beckett shows up, I think, in the third movie, possibly the second movie. I don't know. I've seen the second one maybe three times in my life. Here's the truth. Out of though. nowhere, and it's just like, hey, by the way, I'm the dark lord of all. I'm the devil. We hate right. me. We hate right. we hate Davy Jones, but we really hate me. Right. Yeah. You hate Davy Jones, but you're kind of cheering for the pirates. So oh, you definitely. really hate the government. Like, <laughs> Davy Jones and Jack Sparrow are conflicting sides of the conflicting the same side of that coin. Right. I'll tell you one thing. If ye listener know where this source material is from, because Ethan and I are not dumb people for not knowing about it. If I and I, if there's a book floating out there that's like even if it's like a you know oh it was a novelization written after the movie that gives you know, context to the movies like they did with the Halo books. It's like, I would love to read that. Yo, the Halo books. Are those any good? Yeah. Are they really? Yeah, dude. That's why people got so upset about uh, Halo Reach. Why? Because the Fall of Reach was such a good book. And then... People got mad about 
Halo Reach because it was like a half hour of gameplay for $60. No, that was ODST. Oh, you're right. Halo you're Reach right. was just like, they wrote this, so so they, they wrote the Halo the first three Halo books to coincide with the first Halo game. Okay. So it's like... You, Pillar of Autumn? Yeah, you've got, you, you've got the Fall of Reach, and then there was Halo, and then there was the thing that came after Halo, which ended up being Halo 2. I can't remember what it's called. Um, There was all that, and it's like they wrote the Fall of Reach, and it was a really good book, and it was a really good story, and it tells the whole thing about the Spartans and how they ended up on Halo, how they ended up in that universe with the Covenant, and then Halo Reach was just like, yeet! Let's not use any of that. Really? Yeah, none of it. It's completely different. Weird. Yeah. I know I have the Halo Reach trophy. I liked that game. Come to think of it... Because you never read the book. That was that was the game, it was like, uh... That was the first one that was, like, call, more Call of Duty-esque, where you had the, uh, the power-ups you could sprint and stuff. Yeah, and it was, it was Rogue One, where everybody died as you played the game, as, as you went through the story. Yeah, it was a whole pointless set of characters. Master Chief wasn't in it. That was the problem with it. He, like, shows up at the end, though, doesn't he? I guess. I don't know. I've played through the campaign you're, once, uh, a long time ago. you play as? Spartan 6 or whatever. It. Yeah, you're like, what is your name? It's something six. Oh, Spartan three twelve. But there's like a name. You're, it's like Omega six or something. I think you're getting into red versus blue territory here. No, I didn't watch red versus blue past like the first season. Oh man, what was the first episode of red versus blue? What are they talking about? The, they're like the, why on we, top of the why are we in this box canyon in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> what is that stuff about God? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you should go back and watch Red vs. Blue, weirdly enough. It gets really, really heavy. <laughs> it's a. It ends up being a really good story. This website is really bad. What? This is awesomegames.wikia.com, and it's just like, all the reasons Halo Reach is wonderful. It's got awesome graphics that are extremely detailed. It's got an amazing story and awesome multiplayer mode. Oh, this is a bad website. Oh, but anyway, so like, so anyway, there's this whole backstory to Pirates of the Caribbean that I just don't have any idea where it came from. Um, or what it's what it's contextualizing or where the, the the comes from because like I get if it's just fan fiction whatever do what you're saying but I hate it when fan fiction is presented like canon uh, and I'm cool with contextualizing novels when it, there's some sort of authority to it yeah I just want to know and if it's something with authority, it's like, yeah, Jerry Bruckheimer signed off on this, then I'm cool with it. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's read it. Whatever. But if right. it's just people talking out of their butts, uh, then it's a cool story you came up with. It's very interesting. I like this story. Yeah, it definitely very... it definitely adds to the Jack Sparrow characters that he's this like rogue that refused to because there is the deleted scene where where Jack says to Cutler Beckett about the hundred souls that people ain't cargo mate. That is a deleted scene from At World's End. It's a real thing. But they I think what's interesting, if you look at the canon, is that Jack says on on the marooned island in this one. And of course, I don't think they'd written the rest of the story, but he says the Black Pearl, you know, needs a rudder and sails and all that. But what it is is freedom, but it's it's not freedom for Jack. You know, as, as the story continues, he doesn't get the Black Pearl forever. He doesn't say the Black Pearl is freedom. He says a ship is freedom. He says that's what a ship is. That's what the Black Pearl is. Oh, well, it was freedom for him then when he was captain of it. <laughs> Before it was damned. Captain by a by man so evil, the hell itself spat him back out. <laughs> oh, and no ship with no <laughs> Oh, and no That's ship was not crewed by the damned and captained by a man so evil it itself spat him back out. Could possibly have black sails, therefore couldn't possibly be any ship other than the Black Pearl. Is that what you're saying? No. Yes. Uh, as a sidebar to this, the protagonist in Halo Reach is called Noble Six. Noble Six. I knew it was something six. I knew, yeah, I can remember the six, but uh, yeah. Yeah, no idea. Anyway, Jack Sparrow, what a character. What 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 are your what are your favorite moments in this movie? What really did it for you? What sold it on you? And did you like it as much this time as you have in the past? Yeah, I have been solidified that this is an excellent movie. Watching it, it's it's you know a movie that rises above the average popcorn flick, the average even just the average like national treasure type movie which is i think where a lot of people lump it in or like night at the museum 
It's Whoa, just hold so on much. here. Hold on. <laughs> I like Night at the Museum as much as the next fella. We're not gonna we're not gonna compare Night at the Museum and National Treasure. They're the same. I'm man. sorry, National Treasure is so much better than Night at the Me Museum. Me no dum dum. You the dumb only, dumb. The only good thing about Night at the Museum is Robin Williams. Oh, is uh, as Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Uh. I'm made of wax, Larry. What are you made of? Oh my God, are you in a punk band? Do you know Four Years Strong? I, not directly. I've met them. That's Four Years Strong, right? No, that's... Uh, it's a day to remember. I do not know those guys. Do you know a day to remember? They're a much bigger deal. Yeah, but not to me. To me, they're all the same. I mean, I have not met a day to remember. I have met Four Years Strong. It's some of them. Ah, that was really good water I just drank. Hail Hydrate, everyone. Hail Hydrate. Hydrate or Dydrate. That's right. Um, yeah, ever, dude, I don't know. And that happened I, to me. This I, I really oh. love. I really love the first act. I love. Okay, I guess we're not gonna talk. That's cool. Well, we were talking over each other. You asked me what. Yeah, I but loved you're you're moving on. I'm not. I wasn't moving. I was trying to talk about water. Uh, oh, you were talking about water. Okay, what do you got about water? I was talking about trying to talk about water real quick because you just said hail hydrate, dude. It was like I was uh, I was driving in the van at one point this weekend, and I was just like, man, the next time we stop, I'm gonna get a giant bottle of water, and it's gonna be so awesome. We stopped the sheets. <laughs> And I got myself a liter bottle of Deer Park water, and it might as well have been the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I was like, in this moment, this is exactly what I needed in my life, was this giant water. And I felt like I was being blessed by the gods. Was it about that time where you got the notification that my Twitter said, remember to stay hydrated, everyone? No. <laughs> No, because I did tweet that like in the middle of the night over the weekend. No, it was in like the middle. Of, we were like driving down to Greensboro, oh. uh, so it was like the middle of the day. Did you have good shows? Did you did you play a good show? Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun time. I have this really this wristband on my wrist. Where's so. your ODU rowing club wristband? Uh, it's it's in it's in the box that's behind me. Is it really? Yeah. Do you still wear it all the time? No, I stopped wearing that a long time ago. Oh, I don't know. We don't live together anymore. Yeah, I have one now. I mean, I always have one on. I've had one on for like ten years now. What was the last song played on your Spotify? I need to know right now. Hold on. Gotta open Spotify. I'm asking because I want to reveal how cool I am. The last song played on my Spotify was uh, was $20 Nosebleed by Fall Out Boy. I don't think I know that song. It's got Brennan Urie in it. It's from uh, Fully Ado, the album with the red cover with the bear on it. Yeah, I'm familiar with Fully Ado. It's the second It's the second to last song, and it's got Brennan Urie. It's a good song. You should check it out. It's got horns and stuff. Oh, I like horns. I like Brennan Urie. I like old school Brennan Urie before he got all pop star-y. You know, Death of Bachelor is still a masterpiece. Just saying. I listen to every song off of uh, Fever You Can't Sweat Out today. Is that is that what your last song mm-hmm. was? No, the last song I listened to was Brighton Rock. Oh, nice. You're so cultured. Because I'm, I'm so cool. You're so cool. I am so cool. What, 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 you know what our friend Elvis is listening to, right? now what this is gospel by panic at the disco nice good job elvis i i just listened to a bunch of queen recently because i read a book that heavily featured queen and it made me want to listen to a bunch of queen was it uh that book you've been reading what book the neil game oh yeah uh, good omens yeah Yeah, i was uh i was in it i was in uh where was i pope yes popeyes how was it pronounced popeyes all right sure like like the guy with the spinach yeah pope yes Popeyes. All right. Lucy All right. and fast. Hope yes. Okay. The Catholics and Lucy. Whatever. <laughs> I was in there and there was a guy at the other table who's talking about, about Neil Gaiman books, specifically the one you're reading that I've already forgotten about again. Uh, the Good, Omens. Good Omens. Well, they're about to make a TV show out of it. Or they're making a TV show uh, out of it right now. It's got uh, John Hamm and David Tennant. John Hamm. John oh Hamm, John Hamm plays the Angel Gabriel. Obviously. Now we're back to Brighton Rock. Yeah. I knew I could tie it all together. So yeah, it's got a bunch of Queen in it. That that book uh, asserts that any tape left in a car for more than two weeks becomes a best of Queen tape. Because <laughs> that that's that's like how it. Neil Gaiman writes. It's just direct assertions of things that are absolutely ridiculous as facts. That's how uh, I've been reading uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, and that's the exact same way. Yeah, same same deal. Yeah. Um, 
Which I hadn't read before, but I'm I'm quite enjoying. I have not finished it. It's only like six hours on Audible. Yeah, I've never finished it, I, but I'm, I'm just trying to listen to it. I've only, like, I have a copy I've tried to read. I've just never, like, it's one of those things where it, it never, it's good, but it never hooked me. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, it's a little bit ridiculous, and it's a little bit proper, which, like, stresses me out a little bit. Yeah, that's, you would hate Neil Gaiman then. Well, I but I've read Neil Gaiman before, and I've liked the things I've read. What have you read by Neil Gaiman? I, could, I don't know that I could cite anything now that you ask, <laughs> but I think I've heard him do storytelling before. Uh, yeah, he he is big on like he reads his own audiobooks a lot of the time. Yeah, but I think I've heard him do like live storytelling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's like he, a performer. Yeah, um, he does a really great. Um, Christmas Carol. Did he write one? No, 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 no. He just does a, a performing. He he reads it from the original uh, Charles Dickens prop copy. Gotcha. Because that's what Dickens used to do was perform Christmas Carol like a condensed version, I guess. Mm-hmm. As and it and so he he does he did a well he did once and it was recorded by the New York Public Library. And you know what gets me out of Christmas Carol is that's all first act. You know, it's like well, it's like first two acts, and then but it doesn't line up with the with the ghosts. I feel like the ghost of the present and the ghost of the future he only hangs out with for like thirty seconds, and the ghost of Christmas past he hangs out with for like ever. Um, I mean, it's a fairly short thing. I mean, I'm just saying. It's a very good story, though. Is it? Yeah. What even is Christmas? What's the meaning of Christmas? Maybe we'll do that for our holiday. You know, I like the, uh, the Doctor Who Christmas Carol with Matt Smith. I like all the Doctor Who Dumbledore. Christmas, Christmas specials. They're all good. Some about all of them. Some about Christmas, man. Like it's, it's magical. I do love Christmas. But you know what didn't happen at Christmas? Actually, Pirates of the Caribbean. I was going to go in a different direction from that. <laughs> well, where were you going to go? I was going to say I've got another new segment oh, to okay. introduce. Can I do that now? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I don't have a clever breakfast theme name for this. So if you have a great breakfast theme name for what I'm about to do. Actually, I do. We're going to call it Pass the Hash Browns. Okay. <laughs> call it Pass the Hash Browns then. <laughs> Write that down. Pass the Hash Browns. If you'd love the name Pass the Hash Browns, just tweet at me, Pass the Hash Browns. Well, at Bacon and Eggs 23, and we will pass the proverbial hash browns to you. Now, you might be thinking, Bacon and Eggs, what does it mean to pass the hash browns? Well, Ethan and I had a conversation this weekend about how we frequently refer or recommend something to the other that they want to... To like read or watch or discuss like a piece of media like a like an album or a comic book or a book or a audiobook or a movie or uh i don't know what other mediums are there ethan just anything any kind of medium anything you, you any covered mediums. a lot of things now there, just there. <laughs> tv show yeah. um so and and it's it's frustrating when the other person like doesn't do it and we're both at fault here yeah neither so, of us are great at, at not taking recommendations so much but like following through on them Right. And we want and, and what I've found in my life is that when, typically when I do listen to someone, I'm like, this was I'm so glad somebody introduced me to this. This is actually amazing. And uh so you just wanna have that feeling more often. So what we're gonna do each week is we're gonna we're gonna pass the hash browns. Where we're just gonna recommend to the other person some piece of media and then the following week we'll do like a binary review and maybe like five minutes of conversation about it. Like a check in. Like a check in. Okay. I'm about it. And 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 here's the thing, listeners. Here's how you get involved. Is everything we recommend, we're going to leave in the description of the episode with an Amazon link to rent or purchase that thing. We try to keep it in the like 5 to $10 range. No guarantees, though. You know, if we're like, you need to watch all of Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray. No other way you can watch it. I think it's going to cost more than 5 or $3. Uh, but we're going to try to keep it low priced. And there's going to be a link to the Amazon purchase of the thing. And if you go through that link and buy it through that, you support bacon and eggs. And uh, then you don't have to feel guilty about not being a patron but if you don't want new things in your life then you can go to patreon.com slash bacon and egg whenever you want and, anyway and get the same old same old same old same old um 
links. But we're going to leave those links in the description. So, Ethan, I want to pass the hash browns to you. Okay. Now, we've talked about this before, about comic books. Wait, about comic books. Okay. About how getting into them has been, like, something that I've really wanted to do, and I think you have also wanted to do. I have, yeah. But it's it's been a challenge to find something that's good and readable for somebody that doesn't know anything about comics. And I found something that i really enjoyed okay. i don't know if it's like objectively good yeah but it's it's I short i don't really care about objective right yeah i don't know what the standards are in this community so um but it's it's pretty short i really enjoyed it i was very surprised by how much i enjoyed it um but i i urge you i'm gonna pass the hash browns to you to read brand new series i don't know if there's any history to it but i didn't need to know any history to enjoy this the the, the book uh to read west coast avengers number one number one so the first the first issue the only issue oh okay it's brand new yeah okay only issue okay i can do that yeah i don't know if there's like in well, the past series is yeah well, you know what I'm we'll saying? start with something manageable the first first week to get this going <laughs> but i want you to read it okay. and i think you'll enjoy it can i get it on that uh marvel fancy thingamajoo doodad or do I... Okay, cool. Then I, I think I think that you have access to the thing that I'm going to pass to you. Uh, okay. The hash browns you're going to pass? I think you have access. If not, let me know and I can come up with a new hash brown. Okay. I want you to watch the first episode of Westworld. I can do that. That's on Netflix, right? It's on HBO. I have that. Okay, cool. HBO Go. N- now, whatever it is. First episode of Westworld. I'm only going to give you one episode because it is uh, a lot. I knew it was going to be, like, I knew it was going to be Game of Thrones, Westworld, or Black Mirror. Because those oh, are the God, three no. shows that people... I, I cannot do Black Mirror, dude. <laughs> people recommend those to me. No, my, you have a degree in philosophy. What do you think of Black Mirror? My problem with like, Black Mirror is that it doesn't have any continuance to, from episode to episode. Yeah, that's what people love about it. I don't like that, though. That me, me no likey. I can't get into it. Me no likey. I, it's like I, I watched an episode, I the first couple episodes, and I was like, these are cool. Next. Next. On to the next thing. Because it wasn't like there wasn't anything to draw me in. I wasn't like, oh man, what I need to listen to or watch this new one. So yeah, it's the first episode of Westworld, the, obviously the TV show, not the my, the movie from back in the day. Uh, no, the first the episode. Show. You may have to, I would, I would recommend just watching the first 30 minutes and then just running it back and watching the first 30 minutes again. <laughs> Um, because I know that you're not going to pay attention because I know I didn't. And I was just sitting there like doing the thing where I do, where I watch a TV show and I'll like, I'll have my phone up, maybe playing a game, looking at Twitter, doing something, looking up, looking down, looking up, looking down. And I did that when I was watching and I was like, I got nothing out of this. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what's going on. So I, I, I Put the phone in the other room, ran it back, and just watched the beginning of it again. I was like, oh. So this is the first episode. If you don't like it, you don't like it. If not, or if you do, keep going. There's a the whole season I haven't watched yet. So. Well, and I think we can link to just the episode, can't we? Yeah. I'm going to see if I can do that right Pretty now. sure. It should be available for individual purchase or whatever at this point. Who knows? We'll find out. We will find out. But like, yeah, give you something something manageable for the first week. Oh, that's the movie. Yeah, there is a movie that I also haven't watched. Uh, I know it was written by Michael Crichton, and you can immediately tell like where the the parallels to Jurassic Park come in. It's written by Michael Crichton. Yeah. Well, the the I love the movie Crichton. was the show is based on the movie, but in that it like takes place in the same universe. It's not like a sequel or a, it's a remake, sort of. Right. It doesn't tell the same story, but it borrows from the concept. Well, I don't know our password for this account. I'm sure I'll figure it out eventually. But anyway, that's my my hash browns passed to Ethan. You need to read okay. West Coast Avengers number one. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if everybody else will. I will certainly I, will. I will certainly find time to read it over this busy week. I appreciate you not being like, hey, you need to watch the whole first season of New Girl. You do need to watch the whole first season of New Girl, Ethan. I, I've seen parts. What is Seamus talking about right here? I have no idea. 
let's let's complete this episode. I'm not okay. saying we need to wrap up, but we, we we have 40 minutes left, so yeah, we should let's probably at, at some point talk about the movie. What do you want to know about the movie? What's your favorite scene in the whole movie, Ethan? That's a big question. I think honestly, my favorite scene in the whole movie is just the whole scene is like a tough thing. My whole from from the point where we introduce Jack to the point where he gets locked up. So the whole interaction with Norrington, just yeah, from the minute he gets off the boat and just starts being all sarcastic, and he deals with the, you know, the guys, and he saves Elizabeth, and then he deals with Norrington and gets locked up. That whole first part. Clearly, you've never been to Singapore. Right. Just the 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 one offs, like all those. The, yeah, he cuts the courses off. Clearly, clearly, you've never been to Singapore. Pride of the King's Navy, you are. <laughs> when they can't swim, it's that that whole interaction. I think is my favorite part of the movie. I can watch the I can watch the first thirty minutes of this movie over and over and over again until the day I die. Yeah. If you were on a desert island, would you bring this movie? Um, that's, I hate that question. I do too. I really hate that question because you approach it and like the way you have to approach it is so different. It's like. What do I want to continue to watch over and over again? I mean, but like, I'm never gonna. I'm always gonna be that that guy that's like kind of a jack and be like, oh, I'd bring the the book Raft Building 101. Right. <laughs> because that's the only thing I think about. They're I, like, you're trapped on a desert island. My mind is like, get off the desert island. Right. Yeah. How do I? It's get not out? like, oh, accept your fate and watch this one piece of movie on the coconut powered Blu-ray player. <laughs> I would probably bring Monty Python if that were the case. I mean, yeah, it would. I've, it, I hate this question so much. What one movie would I you think, want to I watch over and over again for the rest of your life? I have no idea. I'm not that much of a movie rewatcher. I actually knew this about you when we were in college together. Is you you didn't like to go to the movies as like an activity. Like that was not a satisfactory. Like if a friend texted you and was like, "Hey, do you want to hang out and go to this movie?" You would be like, no, "It wasn't going to the movies. It was like, "Hey, do you want to no. hang out at my apartment and silently watch movies together?" It's like, no, I'd rather just hang no, out and do something else. I don't think you liked going to the movies either. It just seems like a stupid thing to do with a group of friends. I always have thought that. Like, why don't we just hang I out agree. in like some place where we can talk? Yeah, no, I agree. I like talk I'm falling and there was this, there were certain people that would ask me to go to the movies with them in college that wanted to talk during the movie and also didn't want to see movies that I wanted to see that yeah that was the thing was I felt like my standards for what to go see have actually lowered since we've started this. oh absolutely because now I am more okay with spending money on a movie that's not that good because I think I can get for lack of a better phrase profitable conversation out of it yeah i'm also just I, this podcast has made me much less of a jackass about movies it's because we immediately started right. on the blockbuster thing and i had to be like okay the, i mean these are cool i guess it turns out they're amazing <laughs> um i love the mcu i don't know if you know that about you love what the mcu i've never would have guessed i'm a big fan um but yeah, so I still like I, going to the movies is not my a choice of of group activity. In fact, most of the time I go to the I movies, nobody goes with me. Activity either. I, I just don't even ask yeah, anybody. Like, I would rather go. Yeah, I'd rather go by myself or with like one person. Yeah, it's like for the past few months, my girlfriend's left out of town, so it's like I'll just be sitting around doing something, and I'd be like, I'm gonna go see a movie right now, and I stand up and walk out the door. What if nothing's playing? I check before I leave. Do you, have you, I mean, but you haven't seen 8th grade yet. No, it's never available. It's gone from my area. Back to pirates. How do you get your water now? You're nice and hydrated. I tell you, I think I've got... Your thirst has been I drank, quenched. I think I drank too much of this Rodney Strong. And now you're a little, little parched. I'm a little parched, a little tipsy, and a little little refluxy. Yeah, wine will do that. I, I don't like this feeling. <laughs> I can't fight this feeling. I'm trying, though. <laughs> oh... That was a little uh, Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Swede. That's my song. Is that your song? No. That's the quote, though. 
Although you bringing up that, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this conversation now, and we can circle back to it. But when it comes to rankings on Pirates of the Caribbean, when I finished this movie, I said to myself, I feel the same way about this movie as I do Guardians of the Galaxy, but better. I had a similar thought that I'll get to when we talk about our ranking. Yeah, but that was I had a very very similar thought. Was it the same movie and everything? No, no, it was not. But I did have you a like- I did have an. an MCU related thought about it that factors into where I want to rank it. Is it better or worse than what I said? We'll talk, we'll talk about it in a minute because I do have something that I want to talk about about the movie that I just okay. thought about. Alright. This is... This movie has a great score. Correct. But I was alarmed thinking about the score for number three and realizing how clunky the score is in this one. Hans Zimmer takes over in three, right? Hans Zimmer was on it the whole time, but he was never like the chief guy until three. Okay. Or there's something weird about 3. There's something special about 3. I can't remember what it was. Because it's always been Hans Zimmer. He's always been involved. And that's what I always thought was that Hans Zimmer took over for somebody. But it's always been Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer wrote that he's a pirate. That's not that. That's a different song. No, it's the main theme. The the one. I don't like to just, like, vocalize here on the podcast. You're a great singer. Are you in a band? I am. I am in a band. Does your punk band play that song? To play he's a pirate? Mm -hmm. No, we don't. We don't. It'd probably go over pretty well, though. There's There's a whole pop punk nautical thing it's because you're in the you're in that world anyway uh this it has a great score and i was i was like these are great pieces of music it's awesome i really enjoy it but it is it almost feels like amateur compared to the score for at least number three which just has such good music to it i would agree with that i do think that he's a pirate theme is of the best film yeah it's a great theme but a lot of the incidental music, I'm like, it's really, really aggressive. Do you think it was better or worse than Jaws? Worse. I still have that one complaint about Jaws towards the end. I just I just couldn't disagree with you more about that. I like, did you notice they did a Jaws thing in this movie? What Jaws thing? It's very subtle. But when he steps on the crab trap, above them is a barrel that tracks them all the way out to the Dauntless. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, little, little Jaws nod. Little Jaws nod there. But yeah, it is, it is a very great score. Um, I'm not trying to d- diminish it at all. It definitely adds a lot to the movie, and the theme is unmissable, unmistakable. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. It's what it sounds like. It but is. even just And like, I will say that this movie... Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, this movie wouldn't be what it is without the score. No, but you, and that's what's so great about this movie is that it wouldn't be what it is without. There's nothing you can really take out of the movie, right? Like it wouldn't be what it is without all the secondary characters, all the you know the the pirates, the the soldiers, you know, Murtaugh and, and uh, Mulroy oh, and, and Gibbs and the the fat and skinny pirates whose names I can't remember that sound like pasta. Ooh, man, I love the scene. It's like a rigatonian. Anyway, I love the scene in Tortuga when he when he throws the water on Gibbs. Curse you for breathing, you slack-jawed idiot! <laughs> the man who does the waking buys the man who did the sleeping the drink. While the, the man who did the sleeping listens to a proposition by the man who did the waking. I'll just about do it. Then <laughs> Will throws the water on him again. He's like, Blast! I'm already awake! <laughs> that was for the, the smell. smell. <coughs> I want to know more about Gibbs' life. I want a journal from the eight years. Yeah, how did he end up on Tortuga? London. How did he meet how did Jack? He yeah, my first love. Jack. Because Jack was, uh, Jack was captaining the Pearl. 10 years ago, he he blew up that merchant ship that Will was on. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm led to believe, right? Will was, was he not on the Pearl? No, he was on the ship that got blown up by the Pearl. That was eight years ago. That's what I'm saying. So Ten, ten years ago. Was Jack Maroon 10 years ago? Yes. Because they said the Black Pearl had been preying on settlements for 10 years. And, th- and they sure said it that, has. And Gibbs said that that was Jack Captain the Pearl before he knew him. Yeah, but there's, there's, it's eight years from when Elizabeth closes her eyes and then opens them. Right. So, but was, would it, it, that's what I'm wondering though, is when did Jack, 
When was Jack marooned? Ten years ago. Where is that said? I don't know. Oh, because he's been carrying the pistol around for ten years. Okay, that's what I was I was getting at. Was it was it Jack that that bombed? No, because they already had the pieces by that point. Jack didn't have any of the pieces. Duh, you're right. Will had yeah. the Will had the piece. Yeah. So they were marooned after Jack got the coordinates for Ilha de Muerta. Right, and, and they then, went to Ilha de Muerta without him. Yeah, and then they say everything all parts equal. He gives them the coordinates or the heading. They mutiny maroon him. Yeah. They they maroon him. Then they steal the pieces and they go live their thing. And two years later, they are trying to get him back. And they blow up the ship that Will Turner is coming on. Yep. And, she, and Elizabeth takes the thing. Mark my words. Consider them marked. It's one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so dismissive. Bad luck to have a woman on board. Even a miniature one. Yeah, well, everything Norrington says comes off so condescending. Even when he's he's down a heel and he's no longer a, a naval commander later on in the series, and he's just still this condescending jerk, but is a pirate now. He's like a weird pirate, though, because he won't get mixed up with Davy Jones or Jack. Right, well, he sides with Jack. Who would? I mean, if you can choose between Jack Sparrow and Tentacle Face. <laughs> yeah, tentacle Face is Davy Jones. Do you fear? Do you fear? Dash yeah. Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Oh, what is your favorite movie. part you... of this movie? You asked me that question and then never answered it. Oh. Well, I, I like a lot of the movie. Um, cop out. Really like, cop out answer. I, cop out. I really like the uh, the scene. I really like Will Turner. Uh, I have no idea why. Like He's, he's spitting image of old bootstrap. I like these scenes uh, in Port Royal with Will in the blacksmith shop. So I like, every, I like the fight between Will and, and Jack. I think that that's brilliant where Will is absolutely outmatching him but jack cheats yeah it's like he didn't play by the rules pirate, pirate. <laughs> and then i love that they just identify themselves as pirates i'm certain that's not how it would have been i guess they've got the brand from the east India pretty sure company, it is and i don't yeah. know i don't know anything about the history of pirates so I'm pretty sure it is they <laughs> flew under a flag that's true it's true like i think that that was a moniker they gave themselves not the other way around um I also love I love Jack's effects when Norrington's going over those. I think they're brilliant. One rubber band bowl, <laughs> one, one pleather jacket, leather jacket, <laughs> one DVD copy of Encino Man. Yeah, it's I'm stuck somewhere between that from the Academy of Television and the scene from the Blues Brothers, and then this actual scene, and I just get the quotes all mixed up in my head. I half expected it to be made of wood. You are without doubt the worst part I've ever heard of, but you have heard of me. Heard of me. And then I, I love the scene. I don't know why I've always loved this scene, but when Will shows up and they're trying to plot out a way to find Elizabeth and he's like, that's not good enough. And he throws the ax in the thing. And then Norrington's like, you're not a military man. You're not a sailor. You're a blacksmith. Do not make the mistake of thinking you're the only man who cares for Elizabeth. And that says a lot about Norrington is that like, he really does like her and he doesn't really do anything wrong uh, it's kind of some severus snape stuff if you ask me I, unwanted advances i disagree with that it's he she he doesn't he doesn't this, this is a completely different situation she's clearly receptive to it even if she's just pretending he has no way of knowing he's just yeah, like she does talk to the maid yeah He's just like, my, you know, your father said you're into me, so I'm into you. What's up? Like, hey, do you want to get married? And she faints. <laughs> I can't breathe. Clearly, you've never been to Singapore. And then they made me that chief. <laughs> I just want to hear the other end of the conversation. I was thinking about that earlier. And this just comes straight back to me. And then they made me that chief. And I He's want so to hear the other end of that conversation. I want to know what's happening. Is he a time traveler? He's a chief later on. Next time on Bacon and Eggs Theories. <laughs> Jack Sparrow is a time traveler. Is the interceptor the really is that fast. <laughs> There's no ship as can match the interceptor for speed. I know. One. I've heard of one. Black Pearl. It's supposed to be very fast. Nigh on catchable. There's no real ship as can match the interceptor. <laughs> Black, Black Pearl is a real, real ship. ship. No, it's not. 
Do you remember? Do you remember high school? Vaguely. Less and less John each Vitello? day. He was in my wedding. I do remember John Vitello. Do you remember John Vitello's dad? Mark. Mark, Mark Vitello might be the world's least forgettable person. Mark Vitello, I can whistle like a mother. Uh, Mark Vitello, I thought probably for more than one year that he actually was in this movie. As what character? I can't remember. The one of the the guards. As as Murtog or whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one. I thought that he was Angus Barnett, who plays Mulroy. Interesting. They're like the same. They look the same. They act the same. I would I would tend to disagree with that. Really? Yeah, I don't really think they look that similar. Are you kidding? No. Oh, you're missing out. Although until this same. moment, I thought that guy was uh was uh the guy from Hot Fuzz. What guy from Hot Fuzz? Nick oh, Frost. I think Nick his name. Nick Frost. Yeah, it's his name. You know name. what I'm talking about? I do know who you're talking about. Yeah, that about. guy. Nick Frost. I was, in my mind, that's the guy that plays Murtaugh. Or Mulroy, whichever one he is. Mulroy. Mulroy. Oh, I see where you're coming from there. It looks very similar. And just in, in my head, that's that's who it was until you just said something about it. I've never, it's never been one of those things that I, like, put down to anything. Just well, kind of it's not the same person. No, I know that. I can see that now. It's somebody considerably older. Yep, yep, yep Although yep. Nick Frost, I think this might be my favorite IMDb cover photo ever. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, where he's like smiling? He's like super ecstatic in front of a movie poster. For the Huntsman? For the Huntsman Winter's War, which I don't even know what that is. Not even hit one of his featured films. Never heard of this movie. Oh, it is a sequel to Snow White and the Huntsman. Good to know. Um, I think, we're, are we about that? I think we're about we that, that stage? Time. Here's the thing. How do we, how do we do these rankings? What do we do first? Villain. Villain ranking. Villain rank. Commodore. Is it Norrington or is it Commodore Barbosa? Barbosa. I love Barbosa. Barbosa is obviously the villain here. Hector. Hector Barbosa. Man, what a villain. I love him. I give him an 8 out of 10. That's a strong ranking. I give him a 7 out of 10. I can get behind that. I said 8 and I was like, 8's a lot. He is. It's just such a great performance. He's He's got a lot of great lines too. And the apples. He's obsessed with apples. I think he just wants to taste something, and apples have a strong taste. Well, he keeps the whole bowl of apples in his office. Where do you keep your bowl chambers? Of I don't keep a bowl of apples. Okay, well, we'll see about that. All right, I'm, all right. Hold on. I, yeah, I give him a seven out of ten. I'm trying to get the. Um, I, I would agree with the seven out of ten. I'm trying to get the. Um, I give Norrington a six out of ten. Right. Norrington's not a villain. I'm trying to log into Patreon to get the thing open. You know what we didn't do last week? What? We did not give Jaws a breakfast food. Get out of town. We did not give Jaws a breakfast food. Really? Yeah. It's diner food. Should we give it one now? Oh, yeah. After we do the ranking. Okay, I'm just getting the list pulled up because I can't remember the list. Ooh, I'm actually really happy with the sort of range that this would fall in if we went with Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a little low on the list, but I think it's it's very adequately placed. I just don't see what this has to do with Guardians of the Galaxy at all. I, to me, just in my brain, I would put them in the same sort of level. What, what, what do you compare it to in your mind? Iron Man. Iron Man? Yeah, it's an it's the establishing film. Yeah, but Iron Man established the MCU, which was great. Doesn't matter. We're actually very near each other with those two. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Iron Man is better than this. I don't. Really? I actually think that this is better than Iron Man. I also think it's better than Black Panther, but that's because Black Panther's still rated high. <laughs> you think it's better than Homecoming? No. I've never once thought that Spider-Man Homecoming was worse than Iron Man. Fun fact. These are things on the list that you're forcing me to agree with because you fought like a little child against putting Homecoming above Iron Man. I would, I mean, honestly, if I was... If I was given free reign right now, I would flip Homecoming and Black Panther. I would as well. I, okay, I've well, been pushing we'll for that for we're months. Just gonna do, we're just going to do that then. <laughs> I think this is not as good as Homecoming, but better than Iron Man. Okay. I'm, I'm actually fine with that. I think that this is done, um, it's it shaped more, if you're talking about movies that shaped me, this is more important to me than Iron Man. 
I would. I really liked Iron Man. I mean, I, I the MCU holds a special place in my heart. Um, but there's so many excellent movies in the MCU, both above and below Iron Man, that I am okay with saying that this movie, which really has shaped me, is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, uh, goes in between Iron Man and Spider Man. Spider Man stock has also just steadily risen for me the more I collect Spider Man comics. I'm game for that. I'm game for that. Black for for above Iron Man, underneath Homecoming. Black Panther. I think when we reviewed it was like number one number no. two i'm looking at what's above it and all of these reviews came after it except maybe ragnarok definitely ragnarok it was number two behind ragnarok and maybe number three behind back to the future no no, no. it was never number one yeah it was back to the future you, you put above everything else we did that in december i know so back to the future would have been one yeah and then ragnarok i was gonna say it was never black it was panther. never number one and now we've put now that would make black panther uh number 19 so we're, i mean you know put a lot of good movies ahead stings. of it do happen i'm down for that i'm down for that i'm down to put it there it's a great movie it's not it's you know it's not star wars it's a great movie it's not star the, wars. the rest of the series doesn't help it out that much no i know right it's like oh it's the establishing film you know and it, it, it is it is a great establishing film it's just what it established wasn't all that and a bag of chips i think jack sparrow is a character for the ages i really do i would agree with that uh, you know more so than i feel like if i went to a halloween party i would be more accepted if i showed up as jack sparrow than if i showed up in a spider-man costume i would agree with that. i think everybody knows who spider-man is but i think that i think jack sparrow is one of the best characters on our list yeah i think people know like everybody knows what spider-man is i think everybody knows who jack sparrow is yeah does that make sense yeah it definitely does all right let's give it a breakfast food really bad eggs and rum rum God, that'd be a terrible breakfast what sort of rum drink do you drink at breakfast time a banana kappa banana kappa <laughs> The drink no, like we invented banana, back in the day. Banana, a it was, full, a full. It banana. was half a banana, uh, dark, dark rum, half a banana, dark rum, orange juice, and caramel. Sounds good. The banana was the issue. Sounds sweet. It was the banana was a problem. I mean, I would crack some salt in there. Here's my thing about rum. My okay. blender was I'm also kinda... a problem because my blender liquefied the bananas <laughs> when we made the banana kappas. The banana kappa is not a real drink, by the way. It is the result of something that uh, a, a an autocorrected text that Tyler and I decided sounded like a drink. Here's the thing about rum that makes me so mad. Maybe it's the thing about Southwest Virginia. The I don't I don't typically have a problem with gender roles. I don't typically have a problem with, like, masculinity or caring what people think about these things. But the only liquor you're allowed to drink if you're a guy in Southwest Virginia is bourbon. I disagree with that. I feel like if I went to a bar and I was like, I would like a Captain Morgan, please. I don't think anybody would like, look at you weird. I'm certain they would. Like, just in a rocks glass? Yeah. Well, that's weird, yeah. Rum's not a sipping <laughs> drink. At least not Captain I don't know. I, I just feel like there is a I feel I personally feel high pressure to be a bourbon drinker. When you when you drink Captain, you gotta drink it like a pirate. Like that's the whole thing with like spiced rum. Is it's meant <laughs> to just mean? be pulled straight out of the bottle. Oh god. <laughs> I mean I, I like a good captain and coke like anybody else. Right. It's like I don't think anybody's but if, gonna But judge I feel you. like when I go to the bar No, they might they might not say anything, they may not even think anything, but they will think positive things if i order like a whiskey ginger a whiskey ginger is delicious it is delicious i'm not but at the same time point. i think that you need to stop worrying about what other people think about what you drink <laughs> it's just there's like a weird pressure like if i was like i'm in a bourbon club but if i was like you know what guys we're gonna do rum club now and i went out and i bought all these fancy rums and everything people would be like this is the dumbest thing because that's not a thing though like nobody does that it's not like that's not a thing it's like whiskey I is that kind of thing where you get a bunch of different whiskeys and you compare them and you're like, oh, this is this is great. It's not as nice as the Macallan 12-year, but sure is peaty. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure is better than that wild turkey. 
I was talking about scotch, I love, but I love wild turkey as far as, far as, as in the case anybody's curious. I mean, I'm not super like a... huge on straight liquor in general. No, me neither. Like, I still have not. And my, you know, my, my all the older people that my that I talk to are just like, you'll get it one day, and I just haven't gotten there yet to the point where I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let me just get a like a bourbon on ice. Uh, it's like I'll drink no. it if I feel it, and there are situations where I've done that where I feel like I need to order like a sophisticated man's man drink, like. That's when you order like a Don Draper. Like, can I get an old fashioned? Old fashioned delicious. Whiskey gingers are delicious. Whiskey sour. I like whiskey sours, and that's a perfectly acceptable drink. So, like you I've say, you say somebody's like, "What are you but drinking?" Somebody, somebody says, "What are you drinking?" And you're like, "I'm drinking a whiskey sour." They're not gonna be like, "Wow, look at this guy over here. What a jacket." Yeah, but if I say the same thing and they're like, "What are you drinking?" and I say, "I'm drinking a Captain and Coke," they're gonna be like, "Wow, look at this guy over here. What a jacket." Right, but uh, that's what I'm saying is, like, like what you like and just stop worrying about it. Or just start doing shots of tequila and nobody's going to judge you. Oh, I know, man. I love tequila. Or just, like, get a f margarita at all times. Just be like, boat drinks. <laughs> boat drinks, my friend. We're drinking boat, boat drinks. Boat drinks. Fruity boat drinks. <laughs> I was, yeah, but if I order, we were in the. I, I would like a. I would like a pina colada, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were in the. I was in the Dominican Republic. With my former boss earlier in the year, and and all of our coworkers that I was just like, hey, boss, what's up, man? And he goes, snaps at me, points at me, and goes, fruity boat drinks. <laughs> and I was like, that's how this day's going. <laughs> uh, but as far as breakfast foods for this movie, I don't know, bro. Oh my god, it's <laughs> so cringy. I just what comes to mind. I want to. I like. I feel like a part of me is like need something kind of Spanish. Is empanadas? Is that a? <laughs> <laughs> is that breakfast? Um, I guess it can be. I don't know why Spanish comes to mind. Cause he's a part of the Spanish main. That's right. That becomes a bigger deal later. Traditional Spanish breakfast. It looks like they eat pound cake for breakfast. And chorizo and uh, bruschetta. What are they doing in Spain in the morning? I guess sleeping. <laughs> mostly. Sleeping mostly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. So they just drink all night and sleep all day. Yeah. Eat dinner at 9 p.m. Churros. I like the idea of churros here. Is this, is this breakfast churros? I literally just... No, it's not. I don't think it's breakfast churros. What are empanadas? Turnovers. What is a turnover? It's just a, a pocket filled with stuff. It's like a pastry pocket. Like a hot pocket? Yeah, basically. A hot pocket is a turnover. So that's a, an empanada. Yeah, like, the, you, you talk about, like, what the gourmet equivalent of a hot pocket is. Yeah, that's an empanada. <laughs> what about a, a Pop-Tart? Is that an empanada? No, that's a, that's a ravioli. Pop-Tarts are ravioli. <laughs> oh, God. It's got sauce on the outside. This article seems like it's coming out of, like, it's got a huge statement to make that, like, in Spain for breakfast, sandwiches. I would say that it's a cornerstone of the Spanish breakfast, is how this article starts. <laughs> Sounds like it's trying to uh, push a big sandwich. <laughs> right? It's like, I'm not saying that it's everything, but it's a cornerstone, okay? Nice. Uh, although they, th this article also didn't get to eat any Spanish sandwiches for breakfast. Then what is the point of the article? <laughs> You're just writing about things you don't know about. I know. Oh. All right, Ethan, I need your assistance here. Okay. I'm thinking about Jaws right now. Because Wait, what do we end up you, with? I, I, I'm waiting for you to figure that out because I can't figure it out. I'm going to be on Jaws while you figure this out. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not how this works. <laughs> I think Jaws is pretty obvious. Okay, what's Jaws? Jaws is a cup of black coffee. Okay, I'm down. It feels like a cup of black coffee. I'm down. Like a salty cup of black coffee. Okay. In a sea shanty. Sure. What is a shanty? Song. Oh, I meant shack by the sea. A lighthouse. What? A shack by the sea. I think they just call that a shack. 
a shack. All right, so what do they eat for breakfast? And that's not what do they eat for breakfast. It's if this was a breakfast food, right. what metaphorical breakfast food would it be? Let's let's think of descriptors. It's, it's big. It's very complete. Very complete. I don't know if it's big per se. There's a lot going on in this movie. There is a lot. There's two major conflicts, right? Because you've got Will and Norrington, and you've got Jack and Barbosa, so and then how all it's of those a, It's a pancake-waffle combo. Pancake-waffle combo. Ethan, this isn't Mars. You can't just have pancakes and waffles on the same plate. You can in Pirates of the Caribbean. Curse of the Black Pearl. I don't I don't think you can. I mean... I think... I, I, I am seeing some egg scramble with cheese. Okay. Is the... Ooh, you know what this is? What? Forget the egg scramble with cheese. Okay, forgotten. You pour a bowl of cereal, Cap'n Crunch. Rats, you ran out before you filled the bowl. You fill the rest of the bowl with Ahoy Mateys. <laughs> Off-brand Cap'n Crunch. <laughs> I was just going to go with Captain Crunch, and then you fill it up with Chips Ahoy. <laughs> That's an option as well. But with rum instead of milk. But I think, I think no, but you do put rum chata in your coffee. Okay. It's cinnamon toast crunch. Rum chata and fireball. It's a shot for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Is it rum chata and fireball? Is it a bowl of cereal? Who knows? Who knows? Okay. I'm, I'm the game. We're going with that. I think that's what it is. Okay. Maybe some cracked salt. <laughs> some rock salt. Stop with the salt. <laughs> I just think about the ocean and things get salty. <laughs> you told me that we needed salt in the banana capas. Now we need salt in the coffee. Now we need salt in the cereal. And the shot, Ethan. Calm down. It's very salty. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's that thus concludes the episode that was fun it was fun you know, we did some off topics we did some, we did two new segments let us know if you like the segments um all of the stuff that you need to know about everything is down below down below deck yeah all the, the music it's all in the poop deck the music by citrix is it citrix I, you said it like one really quick i thought it was citrix that's the same thing I, I know but I, like i didn't think it was so flowy i don't know i i wasn't given instructions on how to flow mm. the name Anyway, anyway our, our, our work is by Graphite. We have merch. You can buy hoodies and shirts and completely unnecessary pillows. But you can buy them. And you can buy them and you can buy hats still. And you can do all kinds of things. You can donate to the Patreon. You can help us out with the Amazon links. You can do whatever you want. There's all kinds of stuff down in the description box. Or to the left or to the right or on top or to the, on the next page. I, there's so many different ways to get these stuff. But so, it's there. But it's there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for donating on Patreon. This has been a great episode. I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. And until next week, Arrivederci. A pirate's life for me. You like that?